Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are in full swing. It's the last day of February. This is going to be posted in March. Where did all of February go? What happened? What was going on? We have been so busy here and I feel like I haven't had a second to sit down, but this is a super fun episode where we're going over The Cut and an article from them. And this is the new societal etiquette rules that they did. And they actually surveyed and put together these societal type guidelines for all different types of subtopics. And there are 194 rules within this list. We will not be going over all 194 today, but we're gonna do the quick hits that I got from folks on Insta, and we will start looking at those topics. And I wanna take a second to introduce those after take a quick sip of water here. Hold on. This is an exciting article. If you want to read the full article, you can. It is on The Cut. I would suggest viewing them once on your laptop, once on your phone, they have a totally like, you can only view this so many times, so do with it what you may. But we're gonna go ahead and get started and start looking at them. The topics that you all requested for me to review are as follows. Friends and lovers, tipping, the city, strangers and others, going out and staying in, and work. So let's get started. I'm going to adjust the mic volume here because I listened back in, you know, post and it kind of is a little loud. So we're going to back this truck up just a teeny bit. Sorry about your ear holes. These are going to be really, really fast. I'm going to just give quick opinions on them because I could sit here and talk about this for an hour and a half and I don't really feel like editing all of that. So this is going to be off the cuff, whatever else, <laughs> my opinions solely. And we'll just get through it guys so friends and lovers um first one you don't have to read everyone's book um life is infinite we can't be expected to spend all of our time metabolizing contents by friends or friends of friends yeah i mean like if you wouldn't take advice from them like you don't, you're not obligated to read anyone's fucking book okay i know people from my high school have read books and i'm like i don't have fucking time to read that i'm sorry Two, you may callously cancel almost any plans up until 2 p.m. I think that's really fucking rude. Um, if you have plans and cancel day of or personally like right before, if you're one of those people, I fucking hate you. I don't want to make plans with you. You don't respect my time or yours. Um, and I really hate people who cancel plans. So disagree. Don't care. Don't be loudly naive about dating apps if you're in a relationship. As somebody who is newly in a relationship, I totally agree with this. Um, I really hate when or hated when people were like, oh my God, I like don't even know what that is. Or like, I can't imagine dating now. It must be terrible. Shut the fuck up. You're really lucky that you found someone who is cohesive with your life and that you love. It's not as easy for everyone else. And types of comments like that come off really patronizing. So just shut your mouth and wish your friends luck. Four, when shopping with a friend, don't cut them in the rack. I don't really give a shit about that. Do whatever you want. If you find something cute, like let me know. If you don't want it, I'll be like, oh, I want that. I don't care. Five, don't use friends as foreplay. Um, it says if as a couple, you start an argument in the middle of your friends, 
group and they start looking like potential allies. Yeah, don't do that. How about just like don't argue in front of groups of people because that's just really fucking tacky. Six, never wake up your significant other on purpose ever. Wrong. Wrong. I wake up with Chris all the time and he wakes me up. So it doesn't matter. Seven, while on a date, if you find you're talking a lot, ask yourself, when was the last time I asked a question? Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy or I did enjoy. I go on dates and still enjoy doing this with Chris, <laughs> but I used to like do stand up for two and a half hours and then like forget to ask a question. So yeah, just like maybe ask a question, but also if you're feeling yourself and feeling really funny, you just keep going. Eight, it's acceptable to tell any kind of lie in order to leave a drink state. If the conversation is so painful, you're considering making up a story about a sick animal, your date will probably feel relieved. Honestly, you could just be like, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to finish this drink and then I'm going to go. You don't have to fucking lie. Just be like, I have to go. Bye. That's as easy as it gets. Nine, if someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Interject with, oh my gosh, that was hilarious or like truly horrific. Oh my gosh, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's really great. Like, and then ask a question, then they kind of get the, the idea to shut up. 10, straight people can use the word partner only when they're trying to get something out of it. It's annoyingly vague and also smug. Some examples of when it's acceptable when trying to procure an apartment or seat next to your um, partner on an airplane and in negotiations with bosses about relocations. This rule doesn't apply to people who are actively resisting the patriarchy or refusing to get married. You have no other word. We realize. What? I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that. I guess just call whoever you're dating whatever you want. I don't know. I'm not in any type of group that faces any sort of um, animosity or like oppression. So I don't have an opinion on this. So I'm just going to move on. Um, 11, when another human is present, don't talk about, talk to your animal in the private voice you use when alone together. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that is annoying. I can think of one person who does that and it's like constantly obnoxious. So sure, I don't know. I guess don't do it and be annoying. On at 12, on a date, all individuals present should gently and politely compete to pay the entire bill. I don't know. Every date that I went on, I didn't really ever pay. First, um, if we were having a great time, we went somewhere else. I would certainly absolutely always pick up the second tab for drinks or if we move to spots and now with Chris we just split everything sometimes here and there um yeah I'm like backpedaling on that statement but we have like private conversations about financials so we're under an understanding that's different than we're dating so anywho I guess try and talk about it before you get out because then it's less awkward okay bye number 13 it's never too late to send a condolence note um I definitely feel like a good note is always really nice, um, especially because so many people are going through so many different things that are really tough and life is busy. And sometimes it just feels good to let somebody know um, that you are thinking of them and no matter how long it's been. And I really, there's a lot of notes here, guys, on what they're saying, but I really think that even if it's late, you can still let someone know. I was not aware, like one of my older, one of my older friends, not older as an age, but just from a different time in life, had a person that was very close to them in their life pass away. And I wasn't aware of it. And everyone else thought I knew. And then once I found out, I texted them immediately. And I was like, I had absolutely no idea. I wish I would have known so I could like 
give you my condolences in an appropriate time frame, but like I'm thinking about you and love you and whatever you need. So it's never too late, like they said. (laughs) Number 14, I'm going to say I vehemently disagree with never send an edible arrangement. Boo, fucking boo. I love edible arrangements and I am notorious in my life for talking about them and I do love them so anytime you want to send me some chocolate covered pineapple and strawberries you are more than welcome to so boo to that number 15 it's okay to ghost after one date you know or you could just be an adult and say like thank you so much for a night out and like it was great getting to know you I just like don't think that there's anything there for me, but like, I wish you a lot of luck moving forward. (laughs) You know, just it's good karma. Number 16, if you go someone, stay gone forever. Yeah, gross. Like you're, (laughs) that never looks good on the back end. Like you go someone and then just come back for what? A favor? I don't know. Don't do it. Number 17, don't wait for the right time to break up with someone. Correct. It's awful. You're all dragging out the inevitable. It's likely that both of you know this is coming to an end. Or if you're a productive adult, you could just have a conversation with someone when things start to feel uncomfy. So number 18, if you're dating an adult, you should own lube. It doesn't matter who you have sex with. Um, oh, it's if you're a dating adult. Sorry. I mean, I hope you're dating an adult. <laughs> Jesus. Um, sure. Yeah. Get some lube. 19. If your friend is dating someone you seriously object to, you have one shot to sit your pen, sit your pal down and say so. I think it depends on how, um, you want to gamble your friendship with this person because, Everyone has something that they don't like about their friend's significant other, or maybe they're blind to a bunch of red flags, whatever it may be. But I do think that as somebody's close friend, um, you can probably ask them some questions about like the red flags that you see and see if they have any concerns with it. And if they don't, and it's not like, oh my God, detrimental. I think that you should let that person learn that information on their own time because no one is ever going to receive your message kindly. And if they start expressing some things later down the road, it's not like an, I told you so, or I knew it or anything that it's just like, wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. I can see in some instances how, you know, XYZ has treated you in such and such a way. And, you know, I'm, feel really bad that that's going on and like what do you want to do about it like it's not your place to dictate their relationship and no one is going to be forced to do anything when it comes to relationships so unless it's like an abusive super serious not okay situation I say heed my previous advice okay 20 (laughs) don't describe tiktoks it's more boring than describing dreams okay that's your opinion (laughs) 21 gift randomly I love this I think random gifts are so fun people are, I love one of my favorite texts sent because I can't afford to just you know post shit all the time um via the USPS mail system um but I just tell people all the time I'm like hey oh my god I saw this take a picture of it and I'm like and I thought of you and whatever I I got it or I you know got this coffee and it reminded me of the time that we walked and got coffees around Tempe Town Lake and I really hope you're doing well I don't fucking know um but if you can like gift people randomly that's really nice I try and do that with Chris sometimes I'm like oh I saw this and I thought you'd like to have it bye 
um, 20 or excuse me, 22. (laughs) This is the last one of friends and lovers. If you're real friends, you accommodate the most COVID careful among you. And I think that's really important. Just giving respect and peace of mind to people in your life with their boundaries and not making a big deal or talking shit about them if they don't show up to something because of underlying issues or belief systems or values that they have in their mind. So period. That's okay. So let's talk about strangers and others. That's next up on the list. And I'm going to cross these bad boys off as we go through them so I don't make any mistakes. Strangers and others. Um, They're numbered like 1 to 94. So I will just say the numbers and if I'll start recounting. (laughs) And then if I get off track... Just know that it's because these aren't numbered within sections. They're numbered overall. Strangers and others. One, if you've met someone and they clearly don't remember your name, say, hi, we've met. I'm X. It's the perfect middle ground. And assertive. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I, I just say, oh, yeah, I think I remember I met you at such and such. And it's great to meet. It's great to see you again. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, shit. Okay. I don't really find that that's like a problem. Number two, never answer a compliment with a compliment. I don't know. People find it really pretentious when you're like, oh my God, thanks. And then you just kind of don't say anything else either. So um, I do feel though, like complimenting can feel like super transactional. So um, I usually just try to give a compliment and then like ask a question and then they don't feel so obligated to feel like they have to compliment me back. So it is what it is. Number three, it's okay to ask how to say someone's name. Absolutely. When I walk into meetings with people, I should say walk in when I log into meetings with people and I don't know their name. I'm like, would you mind letting me know how to pronounce your name just so I don't mispronounce it? And people are really happy. So that's great. If someone mispronounces a word, but you knew what they meant, move along. Yeah. Like, don't be a fucking jerk. Okay. The proper response to being told something you already know isn't I know. It's you're right. Okay. I don't really know if that's like, that's just, that's just it. There's nothing even written underneath it. So I think that's like a, it depends on the context. So that's one, two, three, four, five. See, I already lost count. Six, don't ask people how they got COVID. I don't even know if I care how you got COVID at this point. So you've probably had it multiple times unless you're like me and just got it for the first time this year. Seven, or why they're wearing a mask. Yeah, I don't care if you're married. <laughs> if you're sick, I don't want to be around you either. Like, that's fine. Wear a mask, sis. You're all good. Seven. When casually asked how you are, say good. No one cares. So I don't know if it matters. I just be like, yeah, I'm great. How you doing? I don't care. No one needs a trauma dump. Like, unless someone's like really in, in some shit. But, you know, I don't know. No one seems to care when you ask how you're doing anyways. So <laughs> I don't know, guys. This one's my favorite. Um, never ask someone about their nationality if you want to know their ethnicity. I get this question a lot. I'm like, that's a really weird fucking question. Um, and honestly, they're not the same thing. So like, what's your ethnic heritage might be something that's more direct. Um, I wouldn't say it's like an amazing question to ask. So like, maybe let's just let people disclose their ethnicity at their own pace. How about that? Um, accents aren't cute. Uh, yeah, agreed. 
I tell people I'm from Minnesota all the time. My Minnesota accent comes out on specific types of words or if I'm really drinking and people are always like, oh, Minnesota. And it's just so fucking cringe. I don't want you to mock my accent in front of me. That's really not cool. Um, And I can't imagine what's like, even if you have an accent, that's otherworldly (laughs) and from a different country or whatever else. Like, it's just not nice. So just like maybe let people speak the way that they're speaking. It's not that hard. If you're really cultured and watch shows of different origins or like no different actors or honestly, or just like a cultured individual, it's like not hard to get what people are saying when they're speaking English when it's not their first language. So just shut the fuck up. Um, the next one is if you bring up astrology and isn't met enthusiastically change a topic. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. As somebody who's into astrology, like no one wants to hear about it if they're not into it. Um, I don't know what number this is, but the next one is actually, it's great to talk about the weather. And actually it is. I just think that it's really nice. And that's something I do in from being from the Midwest. So it's just very natural. Uh, let's see here. Don't address two or more women as ladies. Says it's oddly creepy when it comes from a man. In other contexts, it reads as a necessarily attempt to feign some kind of unity or connection between women. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that statement's a little too woke for me. I don't know. I just feel like it's also inappropriate to be like, a, "What's up, ladies?" And it's like a bunch of people that you don't know their pronouns, anyways. So I'm always like, "What's up, guys?" I guess guys is not really gender neutral either, but I like a folks. What's up, folks? Hey, folks, how we doing? That's a super Midwest thing, but whatever. I used to do it. I used to say a lot when I was bartending and table and tabling, serving. (laughs) The next one is never ask anyone what their job is. I don't know. I feel like I like knowing what people do for work. I'm trying to network out here. So miss me with that shit. Um, Here's another one. Don't feel bad about standing up at the aisle immediately after the plane lands. Okay. The, oh, this one's weird. This one says always wink. I don't know how that's a rule about strangers and others. I don't think I'd want anyone I don't know winking at me. So, okay. Um, Next one, don't tell people they look like other people. <laughs> um, I could totally look like Lady Gaga a lot in A Star is Born specifically. And I'm like, Lady Gaga isn't exactly like the vision of beauty I have. So all you have just confirmed for me is that I look as strange as I thought. Thank you. So maybe don't. <laughs> Next one is don't touch the small of my back to move around the bar. Um, if you're ugly. How about just like don't touch people at all. And it doesn't matter if you're really hot or ugly. Just, you know, consensus a thing. Um, never show that you're impressed by anyone. Mm, says the problem with being impressed by people is that it subordinates you and dehumanizes them what okay these are getting stranger as we go on all right avoid vague and cliche euphemisms for your privilege we're comfortable leave it in the 90s be forthright or say nothing they've already noticed i don't know okay sure whatever i've never like really decidedly talked about my like way of life unless it's my really good friends and we're all like I'm poor shit whatever um the next one is here's a good way to handle yourself when being introduced to a famous person your friend this is my boyfriend Pete 
It's Pete Davidson. You. Oh, of course. So nice to meet you. It's weird to pretend you don't know who they are. And unless you're a true fan saying you love their work just feels disingenuous. Okay. I don't know who's all meeting famous people, but it's not me. So do with that. Do with that what you may. Okay. You and Bobby De Niro may go way back, but everyone else, but to everyone else, he's Robert. Same goes for Anne Hathaway and Jen Lawrence. Nickname dropping is worse than regular name dropping. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I was actually just, I mean, not in the way that it's uh, famous, but like I was just in a situation with someone referring to someone I knew as like an old like nickname and it felt like gatekeepy. Like I get it. You've known him longer. Bye. Um, listening is not the time for you to be silently rehearsing what you're going to say next. We can see your eyes glazing over unless you have like severe social anxiety. It's listen more and talk less. And that's something I'm trying to do as I talk to myself in my room into a microphone. All right. The next one, you can recover from misgendering someone. A classic good response is thanks for correcting me and then taking the initiative to push the conversation forward. hundred percent. We used to have quite a large population in my last department that I worked in that had folks with they, them pronouns. And a lot of people are actually very good, even when they were in the meetings and be like, Hey, by the way, so-and-so uses they, them pronouns and just being, um, an advocate for people who do and, you know, correcting other people, even not in their presence. And, um, that's actually the next one says is if you see someone being misgendered, say something. And that's a really great response. And most people are very receptive to it. Unless you're talking to like a crazy right wing conservative who has no, um, you know, respect for anyone else. (laughs) So that's that section. So let's talk about going out and staying in. And I know I didn't number those at all, so I'm really sorry if that was a little hard to follow. I was just trying to use some inflection in my voice so you knew, but we'll do this one. It's starting at number 50, so I decided on the fly we're going to go back to the whole numbering system here. So going out and staying in. I'm going to be interested about this because I feel like pre-COVID I was really extroverted, but now that I've done all the work and gone to therapy and grown up I was really just bearing my anxiety and being extroverted and I think I'm just a little bit of an ambivert I like to be busy but it doesn't always mean that I have to be doing stuff with people so let's see where we start so number 50 if your burger is becoming a salad your restaurant mod- order modifications have gone too far you're allowed to ask for things based on allergies and preferences but when you when your dish transforms into another dish you're a problem um, as somebody who's waited tables, like, you know, oh, which we try as you being the customer to make as many requests as we can, but I mean, you're spending the money on the dish. So if you want a bunch of stuff, you know, 86 off of it, like that's, we're not discounting the price, but that's your choice. So I don't really know if you're a problem. Is it annoying? Yes. Is it your right as somebody who's paying the full price? Yes. So I guess maybe I'm 50, 50 on that. 51. No deciding your order at the counter. When you roll up, speak up. Mm, No. (laughs) I mean, like if it's super busy and stuff, sure. I like to have an idea. I usually look at menus ahead of time. But like if I roll up to Starbucks or like Taco Bell or something, I let the menu speak to me. There's not always, unless I'm really craving something, I know what I want. Chris makes fun of me a lot. He's always like, Dre, you ask for a minute every time we're at the fucking speaker. And I'm like, yeah, because I need a minute. So everybody's entitled to their time. We're in such like a rush culture. Like I just want to take a minute to peruse the menu, even though I know it by heart. It's fine. Um, 52. 
Don't, don't, ooh, don't foist your allergies onto a dinner party. Um, I would agree if you need a option for vegetarian or vegan or something like, and someone's cooking for a lot of people, you can either bring your own or talk to your host and maybe see like, Hey, I brought these groceries. Like I can help you prepare this or like whatever. I don't know. Or I think every good host has an option, like a meat option, a veggie option, I wouldn't go as far as like vegan and gluten-free because like not everybody has the budget for that or whatever it may be. Eat what you can if you know that you have a lot of um, sub, I don't know. If you have a lot of substitutions and maybe a lot of allergies and stuff, like maybe just eat before you get there. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to that. But like if you're kind of one of 50, maybe eat at home. 53. To graciously exit a boring conversation, merge with another chatting duo, and then sneak away unnoticed into the hubbub. They'll see straight through it, I'm going through the bathroom, or I'm going to go get another drink, and I'm going to go make the rounds is a bit cruel. I don't know. I'm always just like, let the conversation come to a point, and then I'm just like, it was great chatting with you. I'm just going to like, you know, go to the bathroom, grab another drink, and say hi to a few other people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just rude. Who knows? Um, 54, don't browbeat anyone to join a game at a party. Fucking people hate games and let them hate games. Let people be boring. The game players I don't want to play, the non-game players, I mean, they can congregate and do something else. It's totally fine. I hate playing games. I don't want to play games. So I get that, but I also love games. So it just depends on the mood and what's being played. So let people do what they want. Bye. 55. For group dinners with friends, always split the bill evenly. Mm. 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 No, I don't think so. I'm like, I want my shit on my bill. Cindy, who had 15 cocktails and ordered a fucking appetizer I didn't touch. No, thank you. Put me on my own separate bill. I do not care. I don't have the budget for everyone else's fucking appetite. No, thank you. 56. But if you're drinking and I'm not, offer to pay the entire tip. Just offer. Um, no. <laughs> 57. When planning a hangout, it's absolutely fine to say no partners. I agree. As somebody who was single for a while... I was like, please don't bring your fucking boyfriend or girlfriend. This is so annoying. I hate their wheeling. So it's good to just agree. Um, 58, the grace period for one-on-one social lateness without penalty remains unchanged at 10 minutes sharp. No credit is awarded for arriving early, whatever. Um, if you're just like coming to my house, fine. If we're like going out to dinner and stuff, I don't know. Being on time is just showing mutual respect for people's time and your own so and the commitments you make so just you know be on time but like if you're running late because of parking or traffic that's also understandable you're a human I don't know I think it depends on how well you know the person so c'est la vie 59 the correct number of slices of pizza to order for a group of x people is 2x plus x divided by three I don't order food um with formulas so We'll just guesstimate and have too much. Thank you. 60. Venmo's remind button is too aggressive. Text them instead. Whoever owes you money may have a reason they may not want to pay you back. May not. 
oh my god wait they're waiting to pay you back sorry not that they don't want to if you don't want to I'm like you're a fucking freeloader um but I try to get people's Venmos within either before we leave the table or before the night ends um or the next day because otherwise it's just like the social rule if you don't get it then you're probably not getting it back so unless it's discussed upon before uh or it's like somebody I'm related to that's really the only exceptions I make 61 white people should not use any variation of racial slurs at karaoke. Yeah. Agreed. 62. After high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. Okay. Dislike. 63. If you plan a birthday trip, aggressively message that people... Wait. If you plan a birthday trip, comma, aggressively message that people shouldn't feel obligated to come. Yeah. Sure. 64, don't have an ironic birthday party. It's rude to the people genuinely enjoying that cheesy supper club or medieval times. Yeah, like, don't just let people celebrate their birthdays how they want to. God damn. I do agree, though. I'll, I'll backtrack. Like, the 63, if you don't feel like you need to come to my birthday, like, don't. I think the biggest birthday I had was my golden birthday, and it was fun. I didn't even really do anything for my 30th, so it's interesting. I would say, like, I hope there's bachelor and bachelorette rules in here because that shit's annoying um okay 65 don't scan the room for someone cooler to talk to at any party offer to bring your own bag of trash on your way out what what don't scan the room for someone cooler to talk to period at any party offer to bring down a bag of trash on your way out is that two rules in one? That's a really strange rule. I don't know about that, but okay. Um, I don't know. Sure. Offer to bring trash out when you're leaving. I don't care. <laughs> 66. And if you bring food or drink, you can't take it home with you. It's a house gift. It stays. Okay. That's fair. 67. How not to be a problem when dining out. Rules from an anonymous server at a Michelin-starred restaurant in New York. <clears throat> people don't know how to behave, but no one's ever known how to behave. Still, I, I've been working in restaurants for 13 years and I feel like there's been a shift. Restaurant etiquette has lapsed. People at this point treat everything like their living room. Part of that has to do with the commodification of bourgeois luxury. Now everyone has a car service at their fingertips. Everyone has on-demand concierge delivery of literally anything they need. There's a complete lack of shame that is linked specifically to smartphones. Some people will come to a restaurant and just be like, what the fuck do you mean you don't have Apple Pay? I don't have a card. Cash has disappeared from the extent of everyone. And it's like, sorry, you can only tip in cash. People are like, I literally can't. But you should carry a card with you in case this place doesn't have Apple Pay. And have a little bit of cash for when the card reader is down. Okay, I'm not even going to read the rest of that. I don't even want to be associated with anyone who acts like that. So... I also can't afford to eat at a Michelin star restaurant and I'm assuming people that can probably are a bit more pretentious than me. So I don't have an opinion on that, nor we're we going to talk about it further. 68, disperse, don't clump the superstars at the table and never ever make a superstar, whether they're famous or just extremely charismatic, face a wall. They always face the room. They must be allowed to sparkle. Yeah, don't put like a bunch of really gregarious people right by each other at the table because they tend to exclude the rest of the table. So I know because I'm one of them. Don't be that person. <laughs> Make a variety of uh, seating arrangements. 69, don't go into a phone vortex at dinner. I agree. So annoying. 
70, always be the first one out. No matter if you're on the subway, in the office, or at a party, you should be the first one to bounce when things go wrong for any reason. Yeah. Protect your peace and body and safety. 71, if you put out bowls of cigarettes at a party, you have to let people smoke inside. They're not decor. Are people putting out bowls of cigarettes at parties? And if you are, I would like an invitation. That's very weird. 72, if you like people, text them within three hours of hanging out with them. Um, okay. Just, I think that's like a little bit of validation. Like I had such a great time. Love you. 73, your house, your COVID rules. Sure. 74, if you're hosting a gathering, you should explain the size of the invite list in real numbers. One person's small party is another person's quite a large party. So, agreed. 75, whoever put the most work into planning the trip gets first dibs on the rooms. And yes, that's whether they're single or a couple. God damn, that's correct. Correct. Somebody who's a planner. 76, if your host is doing the dishes, it means you're supposed to leave. Party's over. Amen. Actually, I'm someone who likes to clean kind of as they go. Um, but if I'm like washing dishes and things have kind of been like wrapped up, put away, like I'm getting ready for you to leave. So leave 77. If you're somebody's house guest, always strip the bed, even if they tell you not to worry about it. Yes. 78. Don't talk about a movie when leaving the theater. I don't know. I don't go to movies. So do what you want. 79. If you lose or break something, you borrowed offer to replace it. Absolutely. 80. Don't buy a gift off registry. I just give people cash. I'm like, do whatever you want with it. I don't care. And I also can't afford the $300 thing you asked for. 81, while not always feasible, it is morally superior to call in takeout and delivery orders rather than using the apps. I just, yeah, I'm like a big person of, I don't know if I call out. So maybe never mind. But I always go get my food because like delivery charges are out of control. 82, it's fine to use COVID as an excuse to get almost out of anything. Okay. 83, except for work. Like if you work a full-time job and you're like, I have COVID and you really don't like you're a fuck because then you're dispersing a lot of work to a lot of other people. 83, go on and take the last bite. No one ever takes the last bite. I'm like, is anyone else going to eat that? And then if someone really wants it, they'll speak up. And if they don't, then I get that sweet little bit for the last. And then 84 through 91, it says there are new rules of tipping. And it has like a very long explanation. And I know a lot of people were like, I want you to talk about tipping. So we are going to go through them. Oh, I don't have a subscription to this. That's dumb. So I can't look at it. I'm just going to read the little blurb they have. It says, it is now almost impossible to make any sort of purchase without being confronted with a square screen asking for 15, 20, or 25%. And not just a coffee. Whether it's buying a water bottle at the deli or crackers at a specialty grocery store, now sometimes also prompts for the option. This might irritate or confuse you, but the reality is there are new social expectations around what deserves a tip. Here's my thing. If you're not providing me a sit-down dinner service or the coffee that I want. I personally am just like not going to pay 10, 15, 20 or 25 extra percent for a good or service. Um, that's not really a service. It's just like you doing your job. And if your company does not pay you enough, um, like that is a problem and you should get a new job. And I know that's not like that's easier said than done, but like don't companies pay people enough and I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth, but it's just like a lot of money. And I think this is maybe a hot take and you all can agree with me and or not, but like 
There's no reason that my already $7 coffee from inflation and 80 cent oat milk charge like is not giving the company profit, but also it does not need to become a $10 coffee because I feel socially pressured to tip you while you stand there and go, this green's going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. So I've started to like muster myself up and be like, I'm not paying an extra up to 25% on things that don't need a tip. And that's just my opinion. And I would love for you guys to let me know what yours are because it just is an awkward thing, but I'm just like, no tip because like, I hope that you're getting a good hourly salary. And if you're not, then as a consumer, like that's out of my control, but like I also have my own expenses that I need to take care of. And like this was how much money I extended for this type of thing and whatever else. If it's like my, I, I want to be really super clear. <laughs> I tip my beauty team very well. We tip when we go out and we tip at like local places, like coffee shops, whatever else, maybe like BlackRock and press and things like that. Um, and if I have like loose change or cash, I will put it in the Starbucks jar. Um, but like if I'm buying something at Kava, I don't feel inclined to tip you an extra 15% for cashing me out. Like it just feels very weird. So I would love to know what you guys think. <laughs> Let me know. Work. We're on number 92. If you're slacking together in a meeting, don't giggle. The reality is we're all having side conversations. If something's funny, just don't laugh out loud. A smirk is fine. Or just turn off your camera. <laughs> That's fine too. 93. And yes, it's fine to text unless the vibe of the meeting is dire. Um, I don't know. I think that depends on your company. My company is very much like, um, do you mind not looking at your phone? Like we're having a pretty serious conversation. So blah, whatever. 94. It's okay to email, text, or DM at any hour. Um, I think that people, and as jobs become more flexible, like my job, I can work at any time I want. I don't think I would go as far as to like maybe message someone, but I would send them an email and I have sent emails very late. Um, and I do have my work email on my phone, but my phone's on do not disturb a lot. And I made that choice. So I guess I do agree. Yeah. But like, don't send me a DM and just like be waiting, um, for me to respond because I probably won't if it's after five o'clock. So it is what it is. Nothing's going to cost us the business if we don't respond. 95. It's polite to have your camera on for everyone in a Zoom or Teams meeting. Sorry, Gen Z. Um, it depends on the vibe. My team's very camera friendly, but I just did a virtual work group today for three hours and nobody had their cameras on. So I think it's just the vibe. 96, but don't zoom in front of the Palace of Versailles. If your virtual call background contains an infinity pool, grand marble staircase, or if you from your yacht, the least tacky things to find a white wall instead. Yeah, you don't need to like be braggadocio with your backgrounds. But if it is like a funny, ironic one that's like virtual, I think those are really funny. 97, if you're dialing into a meeting and your internet connection is choppy, don't power through. <laughs> Put your thoughts in the chat or message someone to say them for you. I agree. Nothing's worse than listening to someone. We call it tea painting at work and it's like, eh, uh, uh, so yeah, don't do that. 98, there are three things that never to never gossip about at work. Someone crying, someone getting yelled at, and a private phone call you overheard. Agreed. And also don't chat shit on work servers that you would never want them to find because it's all traceable. 99, ignore your colleagues on the subway. I don't see my colleagues and I don't live near them, so I don't worry about that. 100, if you're a boss and see your employees in the wild, greet them warmly but briskly. 
again, even when I was a supervisor, I never met any of my direct reports because it was all during COVID. So I guess I would say, hey, and then let them be. 101, don't comment on other people's food. This is very much for people who are still in the office. And I'm sorry, I just don't relate to this. But yeah, don't don't say anything about anyone else's food. Just like let people fucking eat. Um, 102, you can eat anything at your desk in an open plan for office. Um, yeah. Except for like tuna. Don't be that person with fish in the office. Jesus Christ. 103, disclose your recent positive COVID test to those possibly affected promptly, but without shame. I'm embarrassed to say I just tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I think that like that's an appropriate thing to let people know and be like, hey, like even if you are in an office and you get sick, like let people know. People have things that they're dealing with that you have no idea and you affect the people in their household um, indirectly. So please disclose if you're sick. 104, if you're in the office, you're wearing shoes. Yes, there was a girl. We had our literal CEO of our company and I work at a very large company and they were in the office and this was 2019, 2018. It was like a dress up day. And we sat on the fifth floor with the executives and she was running around without shoes on. And I was like, excuse me, Audrey, where the fuck are your shoes? Did you know the CEO was here? Because if anyone sees you like that, I'm going to die. And then one of our really high ups came into the break room where we were and looked at her and I was like, oh my God. And it was embarrassing. So yeah, put your fucking shoes on. 105. If you hear rumblings of layoffs and are wondering if a friend or acquaintance was affected, the gentlest way to inquire is, sounds like a tough day at blah, 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 sending good vibes. I think that's very nice. I think that's very nice. Like, tough day at Amazon. And they're like, every day. Oh, um, but <laughs> I think that's a nice statement. Okay, we're on to the last one, which is the city. Um, I'm not going to probably have a lot to say on this just because I don't live in the city, but I'll give you my quick hits. 106. If you're a fast walker and the person in front of you on the sidewalk is walking slowly, do not walk directly behind them for blocks on end. Agree. Get around them. Don't tailgate people on the street. That's rude. 107. Treat subway cars and buses like church pews. Sit on or stand as far as in as possible so no one has to climb over you. I don't ride either of those things, but I would assume that's okay. Um, 108, don't try to help a stranger parallel park. <laughs> People should be allowed to grace, the, the grace, excuse me, to park alone without being perceived. I agree. Parallel parking is embarrassing enough as it is. So, you know, don't try and help me. 109, gossip as if the person were just 12 feet from you, especially in New York, where their friend likely is. Interesting. 110, saw someone shoplifting. No, you didn't. Ditto for jumping the turnstile. <laughs> in Italy, people used to like jump over the turnstiles for the trains and I too ran through them. So I didn't see nothing. 111, it's perfectly fine to walk through someone's scene. Whether it's Marty Scorsese or someone filming an outfit of the day on TikTok, they don't own the sidewalk. I'm sure that's really fucking annoying in places where people do that. It doesn't really happen here. So I don't really care, but I would agree. Walk through it, sis. 112, Ask how much everyone pays in rent. It's not that big of a deal. New York is really expensive and possibly so. Talking about where we pay to live here isn't rude. It's more like asking someone how they managed to survive a bear attack. I don't know. I ask people, I'm like, if you don't mind me asking, how much is rent in XYZ? Because we talk, I guess, a lot about it in Scottsdale. So I'm always like, man, I got a deal on my rent for where I live. So it's always nice, I guess, to see. So that's it. The last last um, topics that we didn't go over that are in this article, should you want to read it in your own time and see all of the beautiful explanations that they have here, um, they are, on top of the ones that we looked at, include parenting, 
and then posting and texting and posting and texting we could probably go into for an eternity but I will leave those to you because I don't have enough energy to talk for any longer but this was a super fun little article I love the cut if you're not familiar with them feel free to check them out this is not a sponsored um long ad or post for them (laughs) I just thought that this article was really fun I saw it at the beginning of the year and I thought it would be great to talk about I would love to have a conversation and love to know what you guys think about what we talked about today. What do you disagree with? What do you agree with? What do you find totally absurd? Let me know. I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, weekday, weekend, whatever you're doing. I hope that you do something that you love before you go to sleep. So anywho, we'll talk real soon. Take care. Bye.